so it's Mother's Day, and those of you who've been around here a long time, I usually don't do Mother's Day sermons. I did one last year, but I just, you know, um, we want to always honor our mothers. I'm grateful for my mom. Uh, I'm grateful for the spiritual mothers that have gathered around me and helped me over the years. Uh, But today the Lord's given me something special, um, and I want to remind you, uh, so all the men in the room, uh, you need to pay attention to, because these are principles from the Word of God. Because when I honor mothers, I honor mothers from the aspect of uh, they use their faith. And in this room, we are grateful for the mothers that are in this room that know how to use your faith, that know how to serve God. Amen? So we're going to look at something. You know, first person I want to look at is I want to look at Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, one of the things that I think in our circles, people pull away from looking at Mary because other people have elevated her to a place that she shouldn't be. She's not divinity. You shouldn't pray to her. Don't do any hails to her. You don't have to ask her to ask Jesus for you. Amen. But in the same way, God chose her. God chose her. And there was something about her that he knew he could trust her with his son. So this really young lady was chosen of God. And so I want to look at her. And so uh, the first thing I always like to look at Mary at, let's look at uh, Luke chapter 1. And we'll look at, I don't know if we'll look, read, read the whole thing, but in Luke chapter 1, we'll start at verse uh, number 26. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 1. I don't know if Jesus turned to Mary today and said Happy Mother's Day or not. I don't know. Uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 26. said in the sixth month, Uh, The angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused of a man named Joseph in the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Hail, you're highly favored. And so um, he's seen this woman, and now he has put his favor on her, and and he said, The Lord is with you. You are blessed among women. And when she saw him, she was, of course, troubled at his saying, and she's like thinking, uh, What in the world is going on? And the angel said, Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. And so every mother in this room and every person in this room, this is not the hour to be afraid. This is not an hour to be afraid. Fear is your enemy. And, and really, I get what happened here. You notice every time an angel appears, a lot of times they'll say, fear not. Because it's an extraordinary thing that's happening. And yet, even in the world that we're living in today, uh, we have to live with no fear. Everybody say, I'm not afraid. Why? Because God's not given you a spirit of fear. What has he given you? The same thing he gave Mary. You are highly favored. You are highly favored. The favor of the Lord is on you, and you are favored. And what is that favor? Well, favor is not fair. What happens when favor comes? People go out of their way to bless you and help you. The favor of God is on you. Amen. She is highly favored. You are highly favored. And and the angel said, Behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you call his name Jesus, and he shall be great and called the son of the highest, and the Lord shall give you the throne of your father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and all the kingdom therefore there shall be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be? How can this be? So this is really where I want to start. How can this be? 
And in an hour that you and I live in, we're in a time like Mary was in a time. How can the things that God has given me, how can they come to pass? How can I keep my family safe? How can I provide for my family? If these are the last days and there's all these wars and rumors of wars and all these plagues and famines and is there another COVID? Is there another this? And the unrest all around us. What am I going to do? Number one, I'm not going to be afraid. And so I'm going to talk to the mamas. Listen to me. You're the hand that steadies and rocks the cradle. And not just when they're, they're babies. And even so much so, too, uh, who you have influence over. If you can get to the place where you're not afraid and you're not moved, it'll settle everybody down around you. It's nothing good for a child, even an adult child, to see their parents a mess. Because they take their cues from you. And as men and women of God, the whole world is watching us right now. And the truth of the matter is, you and I should not be afraid. We are highly favored. And yet, when he said this, she said something that you and I think about. Really, God, how can this be? And he said something that I love to talk about. He said the Holy Ghost. Remember, we're a Holy Ghost church. Who? The Holy Ghost. The person of the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow you. It's going to come upon you. And, and, and that's how you're going to receive. That's how you're going to get there. So men and women, but we're talking to women today on Mother's Day. Listen to me. You have got to cooperate and walk with the Holy Ghost like you've never have before. Are you listening to me? You need to know him like never before. How can this thing be? The Holy Ghost has come up on you, overshadow you. Come on. He lives in you. He's with you. He's for you. He's upon you. Everybody say, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. So uh, we could go on there, but I want you to see that Mary then, from that very young age, the Spirit of God then came upon her. She conceived, and that's the way everything is done, even in the things of God right now, for a man, for a woman. If you want to bring something forth in God, you've got to do it with the Holy Ghost. You can't conceive anything of God. If this thing be of God, you cannot stand against it. But if it's not of God, it's going to come to nothing. But the only way you can make it of God is let him come upon you. Let him, you do it with him. We can't do anything just by the works. It's not by my might. It's not by my power. But it's by the spirit of the living God. Anything that's going to make it, anything that's going to last in these days has to be conceived with the Holy Ghost. You can't conceive something on your own that's going to last. So as a mother, as a father, and I know I'm going to bring them both in. I knew that I was going to do that because I can't just talk to one group of people. Hallelujah. But listen, moms, if you really want something to work long term, whether your children are two, whether they're 22, or whether they're 42, you understand that you, they look to you. They will always, you'll always be mommy. And even though, you know, it makes some parents mad, and I'm sure y'all remind me when it happens to me, but once they get married and they go off, they're the family, you just became a relative. I know that irritates people, but take it up with the word of God, not with me. Because he said, leave and cleave. And if, you have, if you're mad about that, then you need an attitude adjustment. Because, but mommies will always be mommies. Then that's the truth about the fact for us as children. The Bible said, if you want to live a long life, 
Just because even you go separate, you're still supposed to honor them. That it'll go well with you. Come on. The reason it's not going well with a lot of people is because a lot of people have lost honor. They don't honor, they don't just not honor God, they don't honor their mother and their father. They don't honor those that are in authority over them. All right, we're just going a little bit everywhere. Hallelujah. But my point is this, that as, uh, as mothers, as, as, as dads, as people, as Holy Ghost people, we got to work with the Holy Ghost. And then it's interesting that she took that moment in her life when the Spirit of God came upon her. And then she was there for her son, the Son of God, Her son, though, that she had raised, the one she watched go off to the synagogue and begin to debate. And remember, they lost him for a minute, and mama's crazy. Have you ever lost a child somewhere? It's awful feeling. And so they were all upset, and he's like, I was just about my father's business. We're cool. But then I love the fact, I love this, I love this, I love this. I teach on the first miracle of Jesus a lot. You know it in John chapter 2. Let's look at that. John chapter 2. Verse 1, of the third day of the marriage in Canaan of Galilee, the mother of Jesus was there. It's interesting that she was there. And both Jesus and his disciples were at the marriage. And they wanted, remember they ran out of wine. And the mother of Jesus said to him, Mary said, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, and I always say this, it's King James, I don't look it up anywhere. I just like this. He said, woman. (laughs) Didn't he say mother? He said, woman, what have I to do with thee? I'm not ready. That's what he's saying, I'm not ready. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I know what you're saying, but I'm saying I'm not ready. What did she say? His mother ignored him because mama knows best. And, and this is not written word. It's just from what I know of the Holy Ghost and the, and the word and the counsel of the word. This is Mary who had the spirit of God come upon her. And Jesus could do no miracle without the Holy Ghost. There were no miracles. When Jesus was little, he wasn't healing bird wings. You know, he's a little carpenter. I guess there's a movie out. He, he built a birdhouse. There was an injured bird. He healed the wing. That, that is not true. That didn't happen. He wasn't practicing on animals. But now is his time. And a woman who knows the Holy Ghost had to sense the presence of the Spirit of God. Because other things have happened up until this point. But there's something about, I really sincerely believe the Holy Ghost was in the room. Because she said to his disciples, what? Whatever he says, do it. Whatever, how how, how could she be so bold? Whatever he says unto you, do it. How could she be so bold? Because she's just a woman. She's, she's She's not anointed uh, except to her grace is to take care of him, to nurture him until he's ready to go. But she, Mama is still there when Jesus, come on, it's just like no matter what we do as children, no matter what you do as a child, your mom and dad are, you know, especially the godly ones, they're going to be there for you. And I believe God had her there 
God had her there. The Holy Ghost had her there. And when she sensed the presence of the Holy Ghost, and Jesus said to her, I'm not ready yet. It's not time. But obviously it was time. Because he didn't, are you with me? Well, I think you're taken away from the divinity of Jesus. Well, I'm not taken away from the divinity of Jesus because he can't do anything. And he laid, uh, he, he, he was a man anointed by the Holy Ghost. He was all God and all man. I don't got time to teach on it. But I'm telling you, he was all God. And yes, but he was all man anointed of the Holy Ghost. And Mary, who knew the Holy Ghost, was ready to help them. What does that have to do with Mother's Day? As a mom, as a dad, as a, as a man or a woman of God, no matter who you are if you know the Holy Ghost you can help others get to where they need to go so I don't believe Jesus needed help well right here it looks like he did he couldn't do it without the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost was in the room he said he's not ready and mother Mary says uh, ignored him turned to them and says whatever he says do it and so what happened he had something to say he had, where did that come from? He changed his mind? No, I believe he, he got the courage by the help of the Holy Ghost to do what he needed to do. And then, because this was his first miracle. I know that some of you, don't go around here saying, I didn't say Jesus was God. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it looks like from the word of God that Mama Mary, anointed by the Holy Ghost, was there to help him. Amen. Amen. I, I will say this and understand what I'm saying. Reminds me of taking a first step. Come on, you you weren't there when you took your first. You were there when you took your first step, but you don't remember your first step. But everybody cheered for you, like it was the biggest thing in the world you ever did. But then there were many steps after that, and we quit cheering. And almost wish you didn't take any steps after that for a while, right? She wasn't there for every miracle. There's no account of her being there for the rest of them. I'm sure she was around, but there was something about that. What am I telling you? I believe the Spirit of God is telling you you're more important for people to get their answers and do what God has called them to do than you think, especially as a mother who knows the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about a natural mother. Thank God for natural mothers even out there. But listen, you all are different. You're a different kind of thing. You're women who know God. Come on, we're people who know God. We're people in this church, we're people who know the Holy Ghost. Amen? And you and I knowing the Holy Ghost is a great blessing and a benefit. You know, um, again, I just want to, I'll just give this to you again this way. It is an hour, and we've went, gone through this, what is a Holy Ghost church, you know? But you're, as a woman of God, as a man of God, I know I'm trying to say Mother's Day, but uh, people of God, you know, you know his voice. You're his sheep. You know his voice. And you need to be confident in that. Not only can you help propel someone to where they need to go, you can protect somebody. So as a woman of God, you can know the voice of God. As a man of God, you can know the voice of God. Mary knew the Holy Ghost. Be it done unto me according to your will. And from that place, we see Jesus coming into the earth. We see him doing what God has called him to do. And just so you know this, I know this, that without the Holy Ghost, Jesus couldn't have done that. So it wasn't him that initiated it. I believe it had to be the Holy Ghost that initiated it. And that's why I firmly believe that Mary recognized the presence of God in the room. Amen.
Hallelujah. Now, you know, as we talk about Mary, we'll add some other folks in here, but it wasn't always easy for her. How many of you know when an angel appears, you get pregnant with the Son of God? That's kind of big. Um, and then Joseph had to be on board. Your cousin Elizabeth is also having a child in her old age. And um, I mean, when, 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 Elizabeth, when Elizabeth and Mary got together, you know, Elizabeth got filled with the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist got filled with the Holy Ghost on the inside. Lots of weird, strange, extraordinary things are happening. And so you wouldn't think that Mary would have any doubts, any wonderings. But you'd be wrong because she's a human being. And even though these stories, so I want to talk to you about this just a minute. Turn with me to Mark chapter 3. We'll start with verse 31, Mark 3, 31. Uh, there came then his brethren and his mother, and standing without, sent unto him, calling to him. And the multitude sat about him, and they said, Behold, your mother and your brother, they're seeking for you. And he had to say, who is my mother? Who is my brother? And he looked around about upon them which said about him and said, behold, my mother and my brethren. And he was not talking about his mom and the, his real brothers, his half-brothers. He wasn't talking about them anymore. Uh, verse 21, verse 21 says, because um, this is what everybody came for, uh, Verse 20 says, And the multitude comes together again, so they could not go so much to eat bread. And when his friends heard of it, they went out to lay hold on him. For they said, King James is nice. He's beside himself. They said, he's gone crazy. He's gone crazy. And so what happened was, mom and the fellas, the boys, came to take him home. That's what's happening. They came to get him and take him out. Mama Mary, who had been with the Holy Ghost, who was there for the first miracle, now she's wondering, is he okay? Why am I bringing this up? I'll tell you in a minute. John. I know everybody just relegates this to his brothers, but Mama Mary was there. She seemed to be part of it. I'm not talking bad about her. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. It, verse 5, it says, neither did his brethren believe in him. So there's this thing going on in the family. This thing, I think, is even playing with Mary a little bit. Um, people all the time had deal. How many, okay, let, let's bring this in. Let's bring this in. Let's go to Matthew uh, 11. I, I got a point. Hang with me. We're doing so good talking about the Holy Ghost. Now we're talking about doubt. Well, humanity has it. Circumstances bring it. And to ignore that it comes is at your own peril. Because the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. How are you going to receive anything from the Lord? So as men and women of God, we have to understand that when it comes, we have to respond. And I just want you to see, here's Mama Mary overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. Mama Mary, there for the first miracle, and I think a huge part of it. 
And then now later, Mama Mary comes to get Jesus to take him home with the, maybe her other sons, convinced her that he's gone a little, you know, uh, wacky. And yet humanity has everything to do. And you remember his cousin, John the Baptist. Matthew chapter 11, verses 1 through 5. And it came to pass when Jesus made the end of the commanding his 12 disciples, he departed then to teach and preach in other cities. Now when John had heard in prison of the works of Jesus, so John is in prison, he sent two of his disciples and said, are you, are you him? Are you really him? Now, I, why, why, what? This is John the Baptist filled with the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. Mama Elizabeth and Mama Mary probably get together and talk about, you remember that day? I walked in there and all heaven came down and you prophesied to me and your baby leaped in your womb and now he's out preaching and my son's out preaching and my goodness, what is going on? And, and, and he had to grow up with that. And remember, here is, here is John the Baptist. Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I come to baptize you with water under repentance, but he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Now John's sitting in prison, and he sent two of his fellows, and he said, are you the one? Humanity. The pressures of life. The enemy. Things that are going on around us. No matter who you are, you're going to deal with the devil. will make sure that you're going to deal with the, the doubts they come. But what you do when they come is everything. And so as a woman and a man of God and on this Mother's Day, uh, uh, we're, people are looking to you. Not just your own children, but people around you at work. We're, we're the, the body of Christ is the stabilizing factor in the world right now. And so you and I have to learn. So when this stuff floods at us, what do we got to do? Well, so, so that, you know, the question was, you know, are you, are you him? And then isn't Jesus wonderful? He didn't say, you idiot, of course I am. Jesus answered and said, you go tell John those things which you see and hear. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor has the gospel preached to them. You go back and tell him everything that's going on, it's still me, it's always been me, it's always going to be me, tell him everything's going to be all right. Amen? What did he do? He stabilized him. He stabilized him. He stabilized him. I know you're going through a rough time in prison, but I'm still him. Everything's going to be all right, you didn't miss it, all is well. Amen? All is well. All is well. So, when those things come to you, and when those things come to me, I'm reminded of, the, of another great woman of God. She is, Abraham is known as the father of our faith, and if he's the father of our faith, then she's the mother of our faith. And yet, in the beginning, you remember that Sarah had a little bit of trouble. And, 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 you know, as a church, I've talked to you about these things, but there's people new in the room. And sometimes people look at this, and they, they question the timing of God. They question the word of God. Because, remember, the Lord told Abraham that from him and Sarah that they would have a son. 
And it went by for a long time, and what happened? Nothing happened. Because, uh, and remember, Sarah tried to help Abraham out, you know, her, her, her girl, Hagar. She said, you all get together. And they got together, and Abraham was an idiot, and he got together, even though she said so. But then after the child came, uh, she said to him, it's your fault, and she's always right. Hallelujah. So now it's Abraham's fault. We got a problem going on. And you can look at Hagar as a mother, how God was kind to her and good to her. But I want you to look at Sarah, and I want to remind you of this again. So all this time had passed. How I many know God's word is always true? Even if we mess it up, if we try to fulfill it in our own flesh, God's word is still God's word. And remember... As Sodom and Gomorrah was in a mess, remember, God came down to see if it was so. And then he came by the tent, and he was talking to Abraham, and Sarah, Sarai at that time was in the tent. And he said, about this time next year. About this time next year. So, a year from now, um, Sarah and you, you're going to have a baby. And remember what, what Sarah do? She laughed, and it wasn't a Holy Ghost laugh. She wasn't getting drunk in the Holy Ghost. It was a laugh of <laughs> disgust. And really? After all this, and she even said it, after all this time, basically she said, we don't even do that anymore. <laughs> That's what she said. We don't do that anymore. Because we old. And... Then God said, why did Sarah laugh? And then what would she do? She lied. There is hope for you and me. If the mother of our faith is a laugher and a liar, there's hope for us. Hebrews 11 is full of people who weren't all that. They just had a really all that God. She made a turn. How long does it take? What's the gestation of a human baby? About nine months. So... Three months. I'm talking about what happens when humanity comes. What happens when doubt comes. What happens when it didn't go like you wanted it to. What, come on. Sarah, Abraham told her, God said. God said. And they rejoiced over it a little bit, but nothing happened. Then they tried to fix it. And it got worse. And then she had given up. And then God said. But this time, God said in her earshot. Because, see, this is what you have to have as a mom. This is what you have to have as anybody in this room. You have to hear from God yourself. You have to have the word, but you've got to hear for yourself. Abraham was telling her what God said. And sometimes that's good enough. Remember the woman that Jesus ministered to at the well? Remember she went back and told all the fellas and everybody? She's like, I met somebody, this is the Messiah, and the Bible says they believe. But then Jesus went to them. He wasn't even supposed to go to them. They're Samaritans. It wasn't their time. But Jesus went anyway. And then one guy says to the woman, he says, well, some believed uh, because of what you said, but now many believe, or we all believe because we've heard him for ourselves. Come on, y'all. You've got the word of God. You've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. You need a rhema for yourself. And so that's what happened to Sarah, the mother of our faith, is she heard God. But listen, she had three months to get it together. 
Because she went for years of being disappointed. Years of monthly being disappointed. You with me? Monthly disappointed. For 10 years. But God. She heard him for herself. And what do we know? Hebrews 11, 11. So when humanity comes at you, because this is what happened to Mary. Humanity came at her. What's all this stuff going on? I don't understand it. When humanity came to John the Baptist, when he had too much time to think in prison, with everything going on around you and people pulling at you, and even in the body of Christ right now, people are off, misguided, thinking this is more important than this. But we're about the kingdom of God, and we're concentrating on the Jesus first. And so what happens is, though, that Hebrews 11, 11, the Bible says that God did something, Sarah did something that will cause you and I to receive the answer. She said, the word of God says, she counted God faithful. So even when the doubts are coming at you, the first thing you should do is count God faithful. He is not a man that he should lie. Has he not said it? Will he not also do it? If he spoke it to your heart, and if it's in the written word of God and he spoke it to your heart, he's not telling you something just to cause you to get excited about it and he doesn't mean to bring it to pass. He means to bring it to pass. God is not a man that he should. What did she do? He's faithful. He said it, she counted him faithful. In those three months, she counted him faithful. And the Bible says she received strength to conceive. Amen. So one of the things you can do, mama, for everybody else is you can count God faithful. And when you count God faithful, you'll receive strength to conceive whatever you need to conceive. And that conception doesn't just help you. It helps everybody around you. But I'm telling you, and I've done this long enough, and I've seen this long enough, and I've preached the word long enough. Yes, I know that we're human beings and doubt comes. Uh, And we don't like to talk about it in our circles because, you know, nobody should be in doubt. Well, the, the circumstances and the winds and the waves and the problems and the daily hitting you in the face causes you to want to waver. What will keep you from wavering? He's faithful. Has he not said it? Will he also not do it? He's faithful. I said he's faithful. What else can you do? Do what Mary did. Luke chapter 2 verse 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. So when God has spoken to you, what do you got to do? You got to ponder in your heart. Luke 2, uh, 2 and 51 And he went down with them and came to Nazareth as a subject unto him. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. So so the other thing you can do, and you know how to do this, what does Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 say? We'll look at Proverbs 4, 20 through 24. My son, attend to my words, incline your ears unto my sayings. Verse 21, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. What was Mary doing? She was pondering. She was pondering the things God, that she had seen, that she had heard, that the Spirit of God had spoken to her. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Verse 22, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. What, what are you and I going to do? we got to meditate. Joshua 1.8. You know this one. Joshua 1.8. How, how, how do you get success in life? Joshua 1.8.
It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate there day and night. That's all the time. So when, when, when the things come at you, first you got to count God faithful. Everybody say, God is faithful. He's not a man that he should lie, right? If he said it, is he going to do it? Will his word ever fail? Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. His word will always work. His word never fails. I don't care if parents around you have failed. I don't care if people around you have failed. I don't care who fails around you. God cannot fail. If he said it, he will do it. If you are judging God based on anybody in this room, you are making a huge mistake. Because you judge God based only on him and his word. People are fallible. Moms are fallible. Dads are fallible. But God is infallible. And his word will always come to pass. And so when these things come at you, these doubts, you know, one of the things the devil's trying to do right now is he's trying to get to our kids that have been raised up in church, trying to bring all these doubts and wonderings about, is this all true? I'm telling you, God is true, and you know it's true because he lives on the inside of you. I don't know how a teenager who speaks in other tongues and then suddenly, five, ten years later, God is not real. Uh, listen to me. You cannot let the world, that's how strong the devil's trying, though, now. He's trying to mess up people who really know that God is real. And your disappointment, especially as a mom, if you're disappointed, you better be careful that doesn't get off on your children. Because even though things didn't work out for you, you got to make sure it still works out for them. But God is a God of reparation. He, he, he repairs things. He fixes things. It's never over till it's over. Don't you give up. Come on, don't you give up. What do you got to do? So when those things come, I got to count God faithful. Number two, I got to do what Mary did. I got to ponder. I got to think on. I got to go see love. I got to meditate day and night. And when I meditate day and night and I keep the word coming out of my mouth, what's going to happen? I'm going to have good success. Amen? I'm going to let the word of God get in my eyes and my ears and in my heart. Because, and I'm going to think on these things all the time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and so, so the truth of the matter is, though, what I love about Mary so much, obviously she was there in the beginning. She seemed to me, whether you, you've ever noticed that before, she seemed to have a little rough patch. But then she was there. She was there, John 19, 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary, Mag there's a whole lot of Marys there. But Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. Now she's seeing him as the son of God. She was there. You know, even in life, during the crisis, during the hard times, you know people are not going to, I know people sometimes are afraid of home goings, funerals. They're, they're afraid of uh, hard situations at hospitals. So a lot of people back away from them because they're like, I don't know what to say. But I've been doing this a long time. They never remember anything you say anyway. They do remember that you showed up. So we teach people that we're training for the ministry, just show up. As a matter of fact, don't try to say a lot of things. Just show up with peace. Just show up with confidence. Just be there. 
So Mary may not have understood or even obviously didn't like the fact that her son, Jesus, was the son of God and he was hanging on a cross, but she was there. She was there. And then I like this. Jesus told them all to get together. Remember, the Bible says he appeared to 500 and 120 showed up in Acts chapter 1, verse 14. They all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. And the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers, the family, showed up. Because Jesus said, hey, looky, I'm alive. I am who I said I am. And they all gathered. And they were all there and got filled with the Holy Ghost. Mama and his brothers. It's a family thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a family thing. You know, and there's something about family. And I want to talk to you moms just real Dads too, but moms especially. I love the woman, the Syrophoenician woman. You remember the woman that her daughter was grievously vexed of a devil? She didn't bring her daughter with her. But remember, come on, y'all remember, who, who is she? She's the one that uh, 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 Jesus said, I'm not sent to you. you. Remember he called her a dog? That's the one. I like her. The one that most people would sue today. Defamation. You can't call me no dog. What'd she say? You're right. Because she knew from that perspective. But she wasn't going to let anything keep her from getting what she came for. She wasn't a covenant woman. Because remember, Jesus was positioning her. Because she said, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. And that wasn't her covenant. And he said, uh, I'm only sent to the house of Israel. In other words, I'm not here for you. But she didn't stop. And then she said, help me. And he did. Help me. There's something about a mom who wants help for her children. The reason we're all here is because God wanted a family. He had angels. They could walk through doors teleport. They're big. They're awesome. He had all them. But it wasn't satisfying to him. He wanted you. He wanted a family. God loves family. That's why that scripture, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God loves family. He loves family units. He loves your family unit. He cares about everything going on in your family. Family is precious to him. Children, we're his children. Your children are precious to him. The eyes of the Lord roam to and throw throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on those whose heart is right toward. He's looking. He knows you. You're his child, but he, he loves your children. He's concerned about your children. And this woman, you know, she positioned, got Jesus positioned her. And he said, you know, uh, uh, healing's the children's bread. And she said, yeah, it's true, but even the little puppies. You called me a dog? Fine. Those little puppies, all they, they, all they need, I, I, just a crumb that falls from the master's table. And I'll be all right. And he said, woman, you've got some great faith. Go your way. Your daughter's healed. 
Listen to me. This is an hour where you have been taught the word of God. You've been taught to walk with the Holy Ghost. You know God and your faith will work. I know there's calamities. I know there's problems that happen. And, and there's sometimes we get in our mind and we think, why? Why did this happen? And sometimes you got to leave those things alone and you just got to go trust God. Some of you as a mother, your heart's been broken. Some of you mothers, you need restoration. But God knows every place you are in life and he cares about you. And he wants to help you. What a legacy you could leave. And I want to leave you with this. I love these. There's not a lot written about them. But in 2 Timothy chapter 1, we see a mama and a grandmama. And it says this in 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verses 3 through 5. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I remembrance of you in my prayers day and night, night and day. Greatly desiring to see you being mindful of your tears that I may be with you in joy. When I call to remember, so Paul is talking to Timothy who happens to be a pastor of the church of Ephesus and Timothy's going through some stuff. He said, when I remember, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith and we, we studied around here, that just means um, the real deal faith. The real deal faith that was in you, which, also, which first lived in your grandma, Lois. And then in your mother, Eunice. And now I see it in you. You got that handed down. You saw that lived in front of you. First from your grandmother and then your mother, and now you're walking it out. Listen, moms, dads, teenagers, everybody in the room, it is generational to generational. If we see it not in a generation, it's because the generation above didn't usually do something right. Let's get real with God. Let's fix some stuff. Let's live it out right in front of people. It's easy to live it out here for an hour and a half, but what do you do for the rest of it? People do more by what they see us do than by what they say us do. You know what I mean by that? We, people act on what they see us do instead of what they say we believe. You know, I love my dad. My mom's not here. I won't say this second service. But my dad used to say to me all the time, don't do what I do, do what I say. And I thought that's a bunch of baloney. When I was a teenager, I thought that was the biggest lion of bull that I ever heard. Because it's just not true. Bull-oni, that's what I meant. We can do it. People all around us are counting on us. You know the Holy Ghost. Let him lead you, let him guide. When doubts come, God, you're faithful. I'm gonna meditate in your word because out of it flow the issues of my life. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to dig back in. You're not a man that you should love. I trust you. 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 And we're just going to keep doing it.
Mary worked through it all and she was there at the cross and she was there on the day of Pentecost. And we see that it's passed down from generation to generation. It was on Lois, it was on Eunice, it got off on Timothy. And that's what we want. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.